Hey friends, welcome to the Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast, a podcast that's not about growing marijuana or gardening, but is about living in radical faith and full submission to God. I'm sure glad you're here. The Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast is hosted by me, Connie Lawson, and airs Mondays and Fridays on your favorite podcasting platform. Be sure to check me out on social media, both Instagram and Facebook at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things. You can also go to our website at blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com to leave your prayer requests or a comment and to read our blog whenever I write one, which is not very frequently because speaking is my jam, not writing. Anyway, I'm so glad you're here. Let's get this show started. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Connie. I'm so glad you're here. This is the Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you a scripture that um, really convicted me. My family has been in a somewhat difficult season here with a lot of things happening, a lot of busyness, and it's been difficult to... um, keep that sense of peace in your heart and to hold on to the truth, uh, the truth of who God is and that he is going to take care of us and that he's going to provide. It's been really, really easy to kind of focus on everything that's going on and turn my eyes away from the security and the hope that that is there in Christ that never changes. And so as I was doing a Bible study the other night and kind of going over, hashing over all of the things that were bothering me, that were causing me a sense of anxiety, the Lord led me to this passage. And it is Psalms 95, 8 through 11. And it says, Do not harden your hearts as at Mirabah on the day of Massa in the wilderness, where your fathers tested me. They tried me as though they had not seen what I had done. For 40 years, I was disgusted with that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts have gone astray. They do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger they would not enter my rest. So a little bit of a backstory here from a biblical standpoint. These people that it's talking about are the children of Israel, and they had just been um, delivered from Egypt. Uh, The Red Sea was parted. All of these miracles had occurred where they had witnessed the... um, personal protection and the personal involvement for their good from God. And so this verse is is at, at Mirabah hardening their hearts is they were thirsty and they wanted water, but their heart attitude was complaining and angry and bitter and God, why did you bring us out here? We're just going to die, blah, 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 blah. And so that angered the Lord. And that behavior served kind of as a a pivotal point in the hearts of the nation of the children of Israel, because ultimately, you know, you start there and then there's multiple other times where they tested the Lord. They tried the Lord as if they had not seen what he had done. And so ultimately that 
behavior, that choosing to um, say no to God, no to what God had done, no to who God was, and to hold on to anger and bitterness, um, they ended up dying in the wilderness. They lost their inheritance, and it was actually their children that got to go into the promised land. You see here a progression. You see that every time we are faced with difficulty in our life, and I'm speaking to myself, of course, every time we're faced with difficulty, we have a choice and we can either rebel by entertaining lies about God, complaining about our situation, focusing on the negative and focusing on all of the things that are wrong, which there can be things that are wrong that aren't going right in our life that are difficult, that are painful. But even in those situations, if we are in Christ, we belong to Christ, we are his child bought with his blood, so we're saved, then we can absolutely know and we can hold fast to who he is and we can look down at the past, the things we have previously experienced where the Lord has walked with us, been faithful to us, uh, shown himself strong for us and we can hold on to those um, as our truth and as our anchor as we suffer, which doing that allows us to suffer well. And when we doubt God, we get angry that we're in a bad situation. Um, we complain. Those things strengthen a hard heart. And a hard heart is like a wall that's being built up. And that wall not only effectively limits our communication with God, but it also limits the good that can come out of our situation because it's rebellion. When we doubt God's goodness, that is rebellion. And this, this, the first part of verse eight, do not harden your hearts. That's a choice. That is saying, don't choose to do that. We always have a choice. The, the issue is our emotion, what, what we see, how we perceive the difficulty of the moment. But nothing is worth, no no trial is worth being rebellious to God. Because we do have this hope that when we are in Christ, that he has either allowed what's going on or he's orchestrated what's going on. And when we're being obedient and bad things happen, we need to shift our perspective and come to understand that if something negative has happened during our obedience, then that negative thing is actually a blessing. There is something within that time that God is wanting to use to change us, to make us stronger, to bring us into a deeper relationship with him and to help us to experience deeper truths about him. There are so many deep truths about God that are found in his word and through prayer and spending time with him that we miss out on, that we can't access. And we can't access it simply because we haven't had adequate time in the word with him and sometimes adequate time suffering. Suffering is the best tool for changing people and it will change you one way or another. It will change you for the better or it will make you bitter. And as we see here, 
there are only two ways that God deals with us in difficult times, two broad ways. He either deals with us by using the time to expand our horizons with him. And by that, I mean a deeper relationship, which there is nothing more precious than really getting to the place where you know that you know that you know that God has your back and that he is working and that even in the midst of pain, you're safe. That will happen or it will serve to be building blocks of a hard heart. And the only thing that can soften a hard heart is a relationship with Jesus. But it's a very dangerous thing to entertain because a hard heart closes us off. And it's where we take a stand and we're taking a stand against God and entertaining lies about God. So thoughts, our thoughts are very powerful. And when we're in a difficult time, just like they were in a difficult time, they were thirsty. They had a physical need. So when we have a physical need or an emotional need, the thoughts will come. They're going to come. The negative, the why God, I didn't deserve this. So-and-so doesn't suffer like I do. Uh, whatever it may be, those thoughts are going to come. But in that moment, we have a choice. We can say, despite our feelings, no, I will remember what he has done because I have seen it. I have seen it and I know. And in that moment, when we do that, we are strengthened by the Holy Spirit within us. We are strengthened for the next time that the thoughts come. And the more that they come and the more that we turn to the truth, despite how we feel and despite what we see, because the reality that we don't see is realer than the reality that is in front of us. Your problem and your pain is real, but your hope in Christ, if you choose to hold on to it, is much more real and powerful and authoritative than this momentary problem. And when we trust what we know to be true about God, we will always be carried through stronger to the next moment. And then when the trial is over, because they always end, they cannot go on forever. When the trial is over, we will come out with a deeper understanding of who Jesus is. And if you are in Christ, there should be no other main thing that you have in your life aside from coming to know Jesus in a deeper and more real way. He's always real, but we have to learn how to experience him. We have to be changed and broken so the light can get in. I hope this encourages you. This just showed me in the difficulty, Connie, choose to hold on to the truth. Choose to deny that these thoughts of negativity and complaining and anger and doubt and frustration, choose to choose to say they're not true. You feel them, I'm experiencing, I feel them, I'm experiencing them, they're painful, but they are not truth. Truth is that God is going to use this. He's in it. He loves me. I can look back and see what he's done. And at some point, this will be over. And I don't want to be in rebellion against God. I don't want to have a hard heart. 
And I know that the only way to have a sensitive heart is to read the scriptures, spend time in prayer, and be willing to deny myself the right of giving my feelings and my seen perceptions authority to dictate what the truth is to me. I hope this encourages you. I hope that you will join me next Friday. And I hope that if you have a prayer request, you'll drop it below in the comments. I will pray for you. I would love to be included in um, the people that you feel like you can ask for prayer. Prayer is a powerful tool. Prayer goes where we can't go. And uh, I don't understand all the ins and outs of prayer, but I know that the word of God says that prayer is powerful and that God hears us when we talk to him. And that's all that prayer is. It's talking to God. So I hope that you will reach out if you need prayer or if you have questions or if you want to have me come speak at your event, uh, drop me a comment below and I will see you next time.